This is Curry Kids. Hank the Cow Dog. The Case of the Coyote Invasion. Chapter 5 Spurned by Sally May. As I went striking toward the house, I had only one thought shining in the part of my mind that hadn't been rotted away by Drover's nonsense. I had to set things straight with Sally May. Yes, it was time for us to heal all the wounds that had kept us apart for so many years. It was time for me to confess and time for me to forgive. This tension between us had gone on long enough. I only hoped that I could get there in time before she sped away and drove all the way into town with this burden on her heart. Brooding is a bad thing for people, for dogs, for all creatures on this earth. Let's, it's much better to get everything out in the open, to share, to cry, to laugh. It cleanses the soul. A lot of dogs would have gone to all this trouble, but when things go sour at the house, they just shrug and say, so what? Not me, fellers. Beneath all the iron and steel, I have a tender heart, and it won't rest until things are right. As I went ripping past the machine shed, I saw her coming out of the house, and my heart leapt for joy. She hadn't left yet. She was wearing a pretty white dress. She'd fixed her hair, and I noticed a kind of glow on her face. She looked beautiful and happy and excited about having an afternoon to herself. Yes, this was the time to work things out. Loper came out of the porch, holding baby Molly in his arms, and waved goodbye. Have a great time, hon. Little Alfred was there, too, and waved goodbye. Goodbye, Mom. We'll miss you. She came out in the gate and glowing like the morning sun. She walked toward the car. I would have picked up the pace to get there before she drove away. See, I already had this deal planned out. It was going to be a very special event. Instead of just doing leaps of joy and licking her ankles, I intended to throw myself into her arms, smother her with a doggy devotion, and lick every square inch of her face. Then she would know for sure that, well, that I felt pretty bad about robbing her bird feeder and knocking it on the ground. And I did it. I felt terrible about it. I was embarrassed, humiliated, and very, very sorry. Even though her scheming little cat had caused the whole thing. No, wait. I wouldn't blame it on the cat this time. I had done it myself. It was my own fault. And I would take full responsibility. I would make a confession, throw myself on her mercy, and let this... Uh, chipmunks fall on the woodchucks. She reached for the handle on the door. I pushed the throttle lever up to turbo five. She opened the door. I fed the targeting information to data control and locked it into the computer. Ten feet, nine feet, eight feet. She turned and saw me coming and yipes her face. I can't describe what happened to her face, but fellers... It went from being radiant and warm into an expression that sent cold chills down my backbone. I hit full air brakes and came to a sliding stop. 
In the dead silence, I beamed her a smile and said, Hey, Sally Mae, great news, I'm here. She leveled a finger at me, and I mean that barrel of a gun and hissed. Don't you even get close to me, huh? Gee, what was the deal? I, I hadn't said anything. I hadn't done anything. I'd just gotten there. She wrinkled her nose and pucked her mouth. Where have you been? You smell like a dead horse. Oh, you're green. Green? Oh, yes. Emerald Pond, remember? Okay, sure. I'd been in the spa and that explained everything. She had caught the scent of my deep manly. Uh, just then I noticed that the car door was hanging open. Hmm, maybe she wanted me to ride into town with her. Hey, that made sense. I mean, she was probably in a hurry, and the ride into town would give us plenty of time to talk and share and patch things up. I started toward the open door. She shrank back. Hank, get away. Loper, call your dog. If he jumps into my car, I'll murder him. I'm not kidding. Murder? Gee, that didn't sound good. I stopped in my tracks. From the porch, Loper's voice boomed. Hank, for crying out loud, get away. Sally Mae dived into the car and slammed the door behind her, started the motor and glared at me through the window glass. Her lips moved and she seemed to be saying something, but I couldn't make out her words. I moved toward the car and delivered several barks that said, I'll take care of the ranch while you're gone. And Sally Mae, I'll be right here when you get back. She rolled her window down a crack. You are the most repulsive. Stay out of the sewer. She went ripping away, spraying me with dirt and gravel. It left me with the impression that, well, our relationship still needed some work. Quite a lot of work. Something about my smell had set her off. I mean, did you notice that she called me repulsive? That's pretty strong language. And it made me wonder. Wait, I figured it out. I hadn't spent enough time in Emerald Pond. I hadn't given the water enough time to do its magic. Those waters are powerful. They need time to soak into every pore. Foolish me, I'd done a quick in and out instead of... Don't forget why I had gotten out so soon. Birdseed. And the thought of birdseed sent me back racing back to the little crook and it created this whole tra tragic situation. As the cloud of dust drifted away, I turned a murderous glare toward the yard. And there he was. Pete. He was lounging in the iris patch. Wearing that insolent smirk that drives me nuts, he battered his eyelashes and waved. Loper was still standing on the porch, so I pounded. Pounding the cat into rubble wasn't an option. Instead, I yelled out, Pete, you're despicable. I know, Hanky. How was the bird seed? It was, Pete, you have a sick mind. And one of these days, yes, you know, I couldn't think of a good snappy reply. That happens sometimes, and it's really frustrating. You think of it two days later, when it doesn't do any good. I whirled around and stormed away. 
holding my head and at a proud angle. I hadn't won a clear moral victory over the little sneak, but by George, I could de deprive him of my presence. If you think about it, that was pretty tough punishment, leaving the cat alone with himself. Nobody deserves Pete more than Pete. I marched up the hill in the machine shed and headed straight toward the overturned Ford hubcap that held a fresh supply of... I know what you're thinking. I had spent quite a lot of time bad-mouthing cheapo dog food and listened to its shortcomings, but let me tell you something. The more you learn about bird food, the more you appreciate dog food, even the cheapo brand. Yes, it was made out of garbage, but it was honest garbage. Yes, it was hard to chew, but once you ran it through the crusher and swallowed it down, it didn't send your body into convulsions. By George, once it landed in your stomach, it stayed there. No tricks, no surprises, just good, honest American dog food. Furthermore, if the folks in the feed store need a famous personality to plug the cheapo brand, they could use my name. How about this for a catchy little jingle? They could print it on the sack. Try cheapo good tasting, isn't it everything? Or how about this one? Buy cheapo eating doesn't have to be fun. Well, hey, do you suppose we could turn this into a song? I'm not sure. Uh, it'll it'll be tough, but uh, let's give it a sh uh, a shot. Here we go. Eating doesn't have to be fun. Eating doesn't have to be fun. It's something that we do to stay alive. Dining isn't merely entertainment. What we hope is to survive. Cheapo dog food's hard as a rock. It's, gr it's granted to cause a big old shock. Like chewing nails on oyster shale. It helps you to ignore the smell. Our people never ask for our opinion when they shop for a grub. In fact, we'd rather have a kind of groceries we can grind up without a club. A sirloin steak would sure be nice, but all they see's the bargain price. If cheapo's cheap, they'll buy a ton. Look out, stomach, cause here it comes. Oh, well, there's more to life than what's for dinner. We eat to live, not live to eat. If cheapo keeps the ranch from going bankrupt, we'll just pretend that it's made of meat. But that's a joke we know it's not. They make it out of all kinds of rots. A joy, a loyal dog will never frown. Just hold his nose and choke it down. The future holds a lot of indigestion. The stuff is bought and is the dead is done. But just remember, the eating doesn't have to be fun. Pretty good, huh? You bet. And you know, I came up with it on the spur of the boot. Uh, the boot of the shovel, uh, the roll of the spur, the spur of the moment. Ah, there we go. It just popped in my head. I think it turned out pretty well. Anyway, I went to the overturned Ford hubcap and began, I mean, you know, 
the longer that stuff sits in the bowl, the harder it gets. And it's pretty, pretty stuff. I mean, rocks, gravel, and even though it didn't taste so great, uh, it tasted pretty bad. Uh, petrified goat pellets, I call it. It was awful. How could they sell this garbage? Ugh. You know what cheapo motto ought to be? Tired of your dog? Give him a cheapo. He'll move out. Phooey. Maybe by tomorrow. <clears throat> it's horrible. I would be desperate enough to finish eating the stuff, but at the moment, a chicken? A chicken was standing right beside me, and all at once I noticed, well, dumbstruck and buffalo wings and bull bones. Hmm. No, wait. Hold everything. Stop. Halt. It was a rooster. His name was J.T. Cluck. And, well, we were more or less friends. So forget that. I said anything about the you-know-what. Uh, see, when you're hungry, it's hard to be friends with a chicken. No kidding. I mean, you talk about a moral struggle. Ranch dogs have to live with this 24 hours a day. Let me tell you, fellers, it's a taste of dinner strength and discipline. Some of us can handle the pressure, and some of us, uh, how can I say this? Uh, okay, do you want to hear a deep, dark secret? I'm talking about the kind of secret that lurks in the deepest, darkest dungeon of a dog's mind. It's the kind of secret we seldom share with the outside world because, well, because it could get a dog in a world of trouble. But I'm going to reveal it. Here it is. There isn't a ranch dog in the whole state of Texas that hasn't suffered a lapse in the chicken department. Do you understand what that means? You know, it's probably better if you don't, because we're talking about... I just forget it. In fact, I didn't. I said nothing. Almost nothing at all. But... Chickens. And except that one was standing right beside me, and the honest truth... This is a very touchy subject. I hope you understand. No, I hope you don't understand. Let's skip it. Thank you.